0: Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side,
2: And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend.
1: Yes, happy weekend. Here we go. Yeah, I'm glad to be out of uh, Snowpocalypse <laughs> That's right. or Snowmageddon 2021, it. however you want to put it. I, You know, I'm not always like a big Valentine's Day fan, but yeah. I was going to say if there's times that you want to cuddle up to somebody, good snowstorm will that do was, it for uh, you.
2: Well, we'll know in nine months. That's right.
1: I, I know, right? We're actually starting to see some of the babies coming out of COVID. COVID. I, yeah, know. I know. the COVID babies. I know. We, a couple yeah. of my clients have all had babies recently. You know, Lucky. <laughs> Lucky who used to work in our team. Yeah. On Valentine's Day, just Aww. had their little baby boy 2 Aww. weeks early. So congratulations Aww, to congratulations Lucky and Brian Lucky. Saturn. Yes. yes. So Aww, excited awesome. for them with new Kaysen in the family. Kaysen. Yes. Oh, very cool. He's adorable. Yeah. Super cute. Oh, that's yeah. good. Well. Yeah, and well in Stephanie and Marie, mm-hmm. they also had their baby back right. last month. So yeah. super super cute. Yeah. Actually remember.
2: But these pandemics, you know, you got to be careful Mm -hmm. out there.
1: (laughs) These cute little couples together. Yeah, that's right. you are going to make some cute little babies. (laughs) what's going to happen.
2: You get your new Um, house and then that's
1: right. Here's what's next. Following a path.
2: You know, you sort of bump into her in the hallway and (laughs)
1: because that's exactly how that works. Children, that's exactly. Ask your parents. Yes. Just bump in the hallway. We have an employee at work
2: who um, (laughs) I I came in and she had a like a big, huge bandaid on her shoulder. And and I said, oh, what's what'd you do? She goes, oh, I'm trying to have a baby, and uh, so apparently she had something removed, uh, like a, you know, birth control or something like that. Anyway, so I went to her friend in the office. I said, you better talk with her. She seems to think that doing something with her shoulders is going to help her have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to make sure she understands how the birds and the bees work. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. I always wonder why they call it birds and bees, though. I do you know? No. Hey listeners, does anyone know why they call it the birds and yeah, the bees? Yeah, or is it just because that refers you to nature? Let
2: us know on that one. That's a good I, it's funny that Man, we maybe. don't
1: know. <laughs> I
2: always just assume nature. I feel like I at, you know, yeah, kind of what could have been the bears and could, the squirrels or whatever. Right, or the like,
1: rabbits. Yeah. I mean, because we talk about rabbits, could have definitely been the rabbits. Probably. Yeah, you know what? Speaking of rodents. Hmm. <laughs> well, I just wanted to bring this up because um, you know I like to bring you know relevant thinking you know of stuff that maybe people see but don't apply to themselves unless someone kind of highlights mm-hmm. it yeah um so i was watching 60 minutes last week mm-hmm. and really interesting show because they were talking about pandemics and yeah. you know, like the next i mean big i've heard their re- re-
2: reporters referred to as certain things but never as rodents
1: okay, oh you're talking stop, about the show stop. okay gotcha <sighs> anyhow so what they were talking about though as you know because you know Two different things, and and we're going to bring both of these kind of up on the show uh, today. One is, you know, rodents and kind of what their impact on Mm -hmm. things. Um, In 60 Minutes, one of the things that they were discussing was um, how we as humans and how we're populating and overtaking this planet, especially for our food sources, what that's doing and how it's causing the potential for pandemics, because most Mm -hmm. of the pandemics that are happening right now come from... Animals, Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of times from rodents. Mm -hmm. And basically, bats are kind of flying rodents. Uh, Bats are one of the number one ways that Mm -hmm. some of these pandemics start. But they were mentioning that, like, Lyme disease Mm -hmm. in the Northeast uh, is from ticks, but they thrive on a white footed mouse. Oh. And so, when they were showing how we as humans keep building, I guess, in a way, like, we have to. Here in our local area, listeners, we have a thing called the Growth Management Act. Mm -hmm. And one of the things around that act that was instituted in 1990 is that the cities of several different counties all have agreed that they're going to manage growth and they're going to keep it within some restrictive borders.
2: Limit the sprawl.
1: Yes, limit the sprawl, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And that show helped highlight why. Because as they showed those areas where the white-footed mouse um, lives – as suburbanites have been moving into their territory mm-hmm. and taking out the critters that eat the mice and they mm-hmm. leave more mice than they do the other critters, right, right, that gives rise to the potential of things like these diseases, mm-hmm. sure, sure. right? And we talk all the time on the show about crawl spaces mm-hmm. around here very frequently, like more frequently than people would like to know, but it's, I mean, Mm-hmm. When you have a crawl space, I can tell you the inspectors out there can find about 70% of those spaces have critters in them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Right?
1: And it's the same thing happening here because we're moving those predators out and, mm-hmm. and what's left, mm-hmm. the little critters right. who can squeeze into little spaces like your crawl space
2: and it does not take much uh, space not. for them to squeeze on in no they and
1: can really flatten out absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah no yeah, in very fact, bendable
2: i, I have uh, insulation people over at my place as we speak yes uh, that are working on tearing out old insulation mm-hmm. putting in new insulation because before i bought yep. the place you know it it uh, little mm-hmm. critters ran amok yes and uh And made some muck. They definitely
1: did. Yes, I think that's what run amuck might really actually have come from, is they run into a muck. (laughs) And
2: and that's right. And and in these days of wearing masks and all that, Uh if you do have to go in and clean some things out yourself, please 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 cover, wear wear a respirator if you possibly can. Yes. You do not want to be getting um, hantavirus, which is carried by those animals. And Exactly. uh, You know, so just be super, super careful about that. Well, and we have
1: the same thing going on. We have a mutual client Mm -hmm. who is purchasing a a home right now, Mm -hmm. and that was one of the things. Like, we walked around the perimeter of this house when I was showing it to my customers. There was fifteen offers. We won in the bidding war, Mm -hmm. and sure enough, and we got an inspection on there. And I remember, so I got to tell you though, some of these listing agents are not very nice. Right. I have other words for him <laughs> off air. I'll just say on here, he's not very nice. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's a pushy, aggressive, not nice person. And anyway, we, we won fair and square on, on the bid, and we had a one-day... Because we were going to try and do a pre-inspection, and he mm-hmm. got all in our face about that, so we backed off. So we put a one-day inspection in mm-hmm. with a five-day additional notice. Well, sure enough, you know, when I walk a place with a client, you know, I have... A pretty strong sense of a lot of things because i've literally been through hundreds and hundreds of inspections right right in yeah, fact you i actually what just yeah. yeah i just had a client ask me the other day she's like how did you learn all this i'm like because i pay attention i'm curious mm-hmm. i ask questions and i've done this literally hundreds of times mm-hmm. over nearly 20 years now yeah. so yes i pay attention i learn about construction methods i ask questions i read the reports i go over the stuff with the contractors with the crawl space people i you know like I get into the nitty gritty of it. And so now I can see a lot of it. And that's the thing is like I can walk a perimeter and I actually, the one thing that I told this client that I thought was going to probably be an issue, bam, Mm -hmm. was totally correct. Mm -hmm. Cause there's a little bit of water along one section of the foundation coming from exactly where I told him I thought it was going to be coming in at. Mm -hmm. Right. And then also because I don't go in crawl spaces, (laughs) there was Hey, a bunch hey, of rats having critters. a party down there. Hey, yeah, like little bodies, a bunch of feces. They got to clean the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and this guy's been a complete jerk. And so here's, here's one of the things, and I, I'm using this as a, a warning to the listeners of the show. If you're involved in transactions and you run into somebody like this, you know, you really want to be working with somebody who's got great relationships with the vendors that you're having recommended to you. Mm-hmm. Because this guy had a conniption fit about us trying when we sent the additional notice so we had one day to do the inspection we had already set up our inspector in advance you know like and we called around you know Mm -hmm. we had to go through a series of people like who's available who's available who's available
2: because everybody is so busy right now yeah they're all very busy and and we needed to have a
1: great offer and so that Mm -hmm. meant shortest timeline possible on that Mm -hmm. inspection so we did but in that inspection response is the potential of additional inspections Mm -hmm. depending on how you write it so we gave that notice Mm -hmm. and that agent came unglued at me what are you doing why are you doing i'm like because we found stuff you know (laughs) it's like that's
3: what happens and he's like
1: well you know those are just normal things and i said well they might be normal things but the customer has a right to get a bid bids are not getting specialists out there to determine i'm like Actually yes it is. That's exactly what it is. Like a inspector licensed by the state of Washington is a generalist by mm-hmm. nature right. and if you look at the revised code of Washington it talks about what the limitations of their stuff is and they can't bid it. They right. can't, you know, even if someone can do that type of work, they're disallowed from being able to do anything for a year.
2: Yeah, your general inspector is not going to be able to help you with s- issues of structure. Right. You know, structural problems, yeah. um, some st- detailed down electric. There, electric
3: yeah,
1: they're not drainage problems. specialists. No, no. You know, and so we're just like, uh, no, we need to get somebody in there. Yeah. So we ended up sending out the inspection report to a couple of different companies because um, sure enough, we went to try. now. We had also, this place has a well and it has septic, Mm -hmm. right? So those are two separate
3: inspections,
1: right? So listeners, again, when you're in a transaction, talk with your agent, make sure they understand this as well as you, that these are not bound together. They're individual inspections that if you waive one, you don't waive the other. Mm -hmm. You know, different people are responsible for them in different counties and they have different Mm -hmm. time, you know, uh, you know relevancy i'll say because like this is in kitsap so if someone gets an inspection in kitsap that certification can last for up to three years Mm -hmm. in that area that's not the case in snohomish Pierce, and king county Mm -hmm. right so we have all those different things that are going on but we went to send somebody out there and the guy only needed 10 minutes and the crawl space access is available from the exterior of the home Mm -hmm. and we had contacted uh for the well inspector you know this guy was such a jerk he was like he doesn't want to be bothered. He's too busy, out, like, quote unquote, selling people all the time that he's like, talk to my assistant. So we'd set it up with his assistant that the well inspector would go out because there was exterior access. No big deal. Seller knew seller didn't have to leave for mm-hmm. 15 minutes, you yeah. know, or an sure. hour to yeah, allow the 15 outside. minutes. Right. So we go, we try and get this guy and this guy came unglued again. Why are you doing this? And this is completely. And we're like, but your <laughs> seller knows and okayed it. What is your problem? Like, do you really need your seller to leave for an hour so that someone can go for 15 minutes? Like, that makes no sense in the time of COVID. It makes no sense.
2: No, it does. Well, I want to hear more of the story, but if you have to go, now's a good time. <laughs> Take and we're going to be right back with more open house uh, with Team Riva. So, stay tuned. See you in just a few minutes.
1: Crawl back in our space.
0: Open house with Team Reba on AM 1580. The answer. back to Open House with
2: Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes. I'm with Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage.
1: And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're, we're, to, we're happy. <laughs> yeah,
2: we're happy. We're always happy. I'm always smiling when I'm in here. Yes. So, you know, um, we're, we're here actually every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock and every Sunday from 3 to 4 o'clock.
1: And always on podcast. That's right.
2: Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes.
1: iHeartRadio. Radio. iHeart,
2: just ask Alexa. Yes, we are all over the place. Yeah. And
1: all over the world.
2: That's right. Five years, over five years, almost yes. six years we're, now of content. We are
1: five and a half years in, buddy.
2: Yeah. So lots and lots of information on those podcasts. We have
1: about 210 episodes now.
2: Ooh, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs>
1: it's yeah. a lot of great co- You know what I ended up doing this last weekend? I know we're going to get back into my other little story, but this last weekend, um, over the holiday, mm-hmm. I ended up um, talking with a past client and... It was so great to be able to have a conversation with him, um, because in that discussion, he was talking, because I'd helped him buy a house in South Park, I don't know, about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. About a year and a half ago, I helped him and his new wife buy a place in Tacoma, Northeast Tacoma. And which is always funny. They call it Northeast Tacoma because it feels like the northwest part of Tacoma because it's up by Federal Way. Right. Uh, by, Federal Way. by Brown's yeah. Point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Right. But um, anyway, we we're having this conversation because he needs to move back to his South Park place. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing rentals and his fear about renting a place out because of eviction moratoriums and all these other things. Right. Right. So I was able to direct him and I sent him the links to our show with Ryan Weatherstone. Where we talked about okay. the eviction moratoriums. Yeah. Sure. Right? Yeah. Talked about that and best screening practices and all that type of thing. Then I also sent him our show with our recent one with Mike Olden, because he's been a repeat guest, mm-hmm. where we were talking about credit and COVID, mm-hmm. where we also discussed how third parties can't give credit information around, you know, non-payment of rents, right. but landlords can, mm-hmm. right? So we were talking about screening processes and I said, just make sure, And I'm like, I'm going to send you these shows, please listen. Mm-hmm. Then, one of the other things that we had been looking at is that where he lives in South Park has had some rezoning mm-hmm. and so he's in this residential small lot kind of situation where basically, like, he could have dados or um, other, like, cottage house mm-hmm. development. Yeah. So I sent him the show with Tom Todaro of My Cabin. <laughs> Oh, so, there you go. so I got to send him all this great content of like, hey, these are things you should probably take a look at, right, right. because he can now also turn the South Park into more of an investment as well, and he needs yeah. more space because sure. he needs room for his kids, right? And so yeah, and it's only a one bed, one bath house. Right, right. So I was like, well, here's some potential options for you.
2: We should have Mike uh, Tadaro on just to give us an update on you how mean, the Tom. Whole, Tom, I'm sorry, you're the, mixing how the, all of our guests the, the together. Debuts- how uh, the um, like my cabin with the K the the mm-hmm. detached accessory dwelling units how yes. that how that program is is moving along and kind yeah. of what they're seeing and changes with it.
1: I know that a lot of the dadu manufacturing companies are doing fairly well mm-hmm. still.
2: Yeah, we're seeing more and more come into the market. Yeah, and
1: uh, you know it's just a
2: nice way if you've got room on your lot you put mm-hmm. one in it's going to give you some extra revenue. Yeah, I, I've seen it both. Uh, well, two it's ways. great if you
1: have family that come and visit for yes. part of the year and then you want to. Yeah, monetize it the rest of the year,
2: or or let's say that you're getting
1: up there a little bit, right. not caregiver around like
2: you would. Uh, yeah, got a caregiver in there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It has so many different wonderful options for people. Mm-hmm. So if you want to check your address, because remember they're tied into mm-hmm. a lot of different cities right now, right. where you can get a quick assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to mycabin.com, mm-hmm. you can. they have a place where you can go in, put your address, and yeah. it will let you know you if go. you look like a candidate. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but yeah, uh, so before the break, I was semi-ranting about a guy who was <laughs> Semi- ranting. Well, except for if you heard this guy, right? Like I was starting to tell you this on the break, and I was just like, I should just share this on air. Because <laughs> here's what's so, so bizarre, right? It's like this guy is ranting at me in every mode possible phone text email trying to get his designated broker in on this whole thing like trying to make me seem like I'm a bad person like shaming me into some kind of submission kind of position and part of it is really him trying to um set a line in the sand in negotiations oh he's totally a bully and what was interesting is because When we, I mentioned that we sent an additional notice. He's just adding on to the fire of his flame that he started when he was like, why are you doing another inspection? And why are you... And I was like, well, one, because it's contractually uh, possible. Mm -hmm. Duh. Uh, So I'm going to do the thing that my clients need us to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then secondarily, when we did that, he went, well, we have a perfectly good backup offer that we're going to go ahead and sign now. And I'm like, uh you can't okay. do that no he can well he can sign a backup offer well, backup but Fine. but as i reminded him because he's like, i'm going to send you notice and i'm like notice of what that you got a backup offer like ooh. well you if this isn't a bump clause <laughs> this isn't a contingency a contingent deal is like listeners if you're selling a house and you need to sell it before you can buy another one but you're already under contract for the one you want to buy that's a contingent deal and you can potentially be bumped if you can't waive that Mm -hmm, right right? but this guy's like i'm gonna send you notice i'm like "Uh, go ahead well you're in contract and what he doesn't know is our clients had already been in that same position themselves on a place on camano island right they'd already been put into a backup position so they knew exactly what that meant And they're like okay fine (laughs) bring it on like it doesn't scare them because guess what I explained to them what was going on in all of those situations. Mm-hmm. You know what got really interesting, though, as part of this whole transaction? Mm. So during the regular inspection, I sent out Rick Hayes, who's on our team, right? One of our licensees. Mm-hmm. He was out there with the inspector and our clients. Mm-hmm. And, um, or actually in place of our clients cause they couldn't go because of work. So he was out there on their behalf, right? We have to be there during the whole time. The inspectors, when you have someone inside the house, you absolutely have to have somebody there right? unless you have seller permission. You can never leave someone in somebody's house unless you have the seller's permission, sure. right? Sure. So he's there doing his job, being there with the inspector, waiting for the results, calling the customer at the end of the, you know, the sure. whole scenario, that kind of thing. And, um, oh my God, I just saw like. Totally blanked myself out. Where was I going on that?
2: Something about what this guy said.
1: Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, no, no. It was about whether or not he was explaining stuff to his clients. Mm -hmm. Because while Rick was there, first he showed up and the seller was inside. And she's like, come on in. Come on in. You want a cup of coffee? Okay. First of all, during COVID, everybody, seller's not supposed to be there. Right. Right? So Rick is... Like, uh, uh, I, I can't really, uh, come inside. And she's like, no, it's, yeah, it's okay. Come on inside. Cause nobody told her what the rules are. Mm -hmm. Right. So he's like hanging out with her, watching her have a cigarette and cup of coffee and you know, all that. And he's like, "Mm, okay. And then she leaves (laughs) and then it's like two and a half hours later and she shows back up while he's still there. And he's like, and she goes, so, um, we're going to hear what the results of the inspection are today. And he's going. Um, well, uh, I'll be sharing it with our customers, but and then he go, he asked the the very pertinent yeah. question: Did your agent explain this to you? And no, he hadn't. <laughs> he had not walked her through yeah. what to expect, mm-hmm. what the process is. You know what was really scary, Eric? She didn't know we were under contract. And I'm not joking. She did not know that we were... No, she did not know we were under mutual well, acceptance. who signed
2: it then? That's kind of scary. That
1: was the weird, creepy, like, uh, what moment I had as soon as Rick told me that over the phone. I went, what do you mean she doesn't know we're under mutual acceptance? He goes, I don't know, but that's what she She said she just knew there were two offers. Oh,
2: wow. That's scary. Is there somebody else that was... Well, no. She has a
1: husband, so they both right digitally signed it, but many people oh. are not reading what they're signing with the yeah. setup of the systems today. Right. And that was why I'm like, huh, this is interesting. Yeah, no kidding. Right? It's frightening. <laughs> it, it is. So. It, explain to our listeners why that's frightening, though. Because well, you and I both know mm-hmm. why it's frightening, but maybe our listeners aren't capturing what that could well, mean.
2: Well, I've seen this happen on, on more than one occasion, mm-hmm. both in, in purchasing a home, but also in selling or in refinancing,
1: mm-hmm. where
2: you have a married couple and one couple's sort of engaged in the process and one is not. Yep. And yeah. in Washington, we are a community property state, yeah. which means that both spouse have to acknowledge yes. the transaction they need to, to be aware of it. Yep. And in fact, I had an uncomfortable conversation with a client last week who is legally married, mm-hmm. but his his wife fled she's oh somewhere in japan mine and uh, and he has no idea where she's at but um, she's on title she's on title oh no he wants to buy a new house and i'm like well you you can't you can buy you with could, one you, you, you have to sell with two you could buy it with one but you couldn't finance it Right, so that's the problem. You know, if you try and get a mortgage, then the spouse needs to acknowledge the transaction and right. also sign a quitclaim deed. Right. to rem- Unless he pays cash. R- unless he pays cash for it. Now, if you if you sell a home, it's going to require mm-hmm. uh, two signatures. In right. this guy's case, he actually owned the house before he married, mm-hmm. so he he could sell that one. Right. You know, that one right. would be fine. But if but if you buy a, acquire a home while you're uh, while mm-hmm. you're married, guess oh, yeah. what? Everybody's got to got to acknowledge yep. that. So in your situation where you've got you know a spouse who's saying. I didn't know we were in contract. That,
1: But she, I mean, that's what was so weird is like, well, what did he say to her to get her to leave?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like,
1: did he not explain that we're under contract so you need to leave for the inspection? Because it wasn't a pre-inspection. It was like, what? So we don't know what he's saying to them. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what is awkward. And, and you feel for this lady yeah. because... I the way we run our business at Team Reba it's all about like we're trying to give you information yeah, yeah we're trying to give you education information communicate right. you know all of that version of shunning not what this guy is trying to do you know <laughs> so, but it's so it's just it's eye opening to run across an agent yeah. that's like this yeah because They're still out it, it there. just well, I gotta say, it just gives me a lot of great learning opportunities for my team mm-hmm. because we talk about the situations that we run into so that everybody gets to absorb and learn from what everybody's going through. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's so it's so important to be able to do that. But I just I was so shocked that this lady is like, Well, oh, I oh I didn't oh we're under contract. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. And the thing is she's so sweet, but her agent is such a jerk <laughs> you know?
2: That happens sometimes yeah. um, I, guess, yeah. I guess i guess
1: i don't know i'd love to know how he got the listing well <laughs> maybe
2: in a future episode we'll talk about what happened how that all ends up yes. concluding yes it will conclude soon yeah karma has a way of sorting these things out yes so anyway but well, we got to take a quick break and we're going to be back for more open house with team reba so stay open tuned house
0: with team reba on am 1590 the answer Now, back to
2: Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Kosniss from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And you forgot to uh,
1: I was making bring notes.
2: Yeah, you were multitasking. I
1: was making notes. Reba House of Team Reba was making notes about our show. Well, Because the, I have to do that now because we put descriptors in on all of our podcasts. In our
2: first <laughs> segment, we were talking about uh, COVID babies and uh, we just <laughs> had a pregnant pause.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh nice. Yeah.
2: So there we go. Well, good. Well, you know, I want to talk about rates real quick. Yes. And Because we have some movement in the market, you know, for months okay. and months and months, we've been saying, and we are now at a record low. Yeah. And record low, record low, record low, record low. In fact, we
1: sounded like a broken record with the brec- record lows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: exactly. So, uh, you know, things, uh, I don't know if the tide is, is uh, completely turned yet or not, but um it might be time to adjust your game plan just a little bit because um we had a kind of a rough week with interest rates and it's a combination of of a few things um you know recovery prospects of the economy recovering uh a renewed focus on the stimulus programs coming through congress additional stimulus programs um a brighter outlook for covid you know case case numbers are down mm-hmm. significantly nationwide and all of that is is sort of combining uh, to spark fears of inflation. Yes, in fact, there's been some some articles recently uh, saying, "Are we overstimulating? You know, this economy." Mm-hmm. And that's even before this latest stimulus is coming out. Um, you know, part of the the logic with that is is that a economic recovery from a pandemic tends to be happen quicker. Uh, than from a financial crash like what we had in two thousand seven, right. two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Right. You know, so so once we see things start to you know get back on track, and, and we're we're definitely heading that direction. You know, that's that's um, you know, if we have too much money pumped into the economy, which in my opinion we clearly do, mm-hmm. uh, then that's going to cause inflation, and that will cause in turn interest rates
1: to rise. So what are they now?
2: Well, here's where we're at today: uh, the national average for a thirty-year fixed-rate loan. Is at three point one two five percent. We've been below three percent wow. for quite a while. Yeah, you know, so we just inched above that above that mark.
1: Okay, I mean they're still great, relatively right, right. still great, but definitely up. Yeah,
2: definitely up. Fifteen-year uh, fixed rates are hovering right around two and a half percent. FHA uh, and VA thirty-year fixed rates, we were around two point two five percent. You got to pay about a point to get that rate these days. We're up around two point six two five. You know, so those are definitely up.
1: Okay, That's Jum- still amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. They're not.
2: It's not the end of the world. No. Oh my gosh. No. no. They're 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 still just fine. Um, and Jumbo thirty-year fixed rates right around three point three seven five. So those have inched up, you know, a little bit as well. So what can we expect looking forward? Um, I think for, for certain more volatility with with interest mm-hmm. rates. Uh, you know, they're they are driven by the bond market. You know, we're breaking out of some some fairly you know defined trading trending patterns. And if you're really getting the technical analysis of it, mm-hmm. it, we're challenging some of the patterns that we've had for almost a year now. Yeah, And um, it depends, you know, time will tell if we can get back in line underneath those or, or break out, in which case rates will go higher. So we're watching it. Uh,
1: what do you think is going to happen by the end of the year? I, if, you, if you had a right. magic my, eight ball. <laughs> my, my, my
2: personal belief is we're not going to see any super craziness happened with rates, but I would not be surprised if they're at least about a quarter percent, three eighths, possibly a little bit higher than where we are today. Okay, But
1: that's still, if we do that, Mm -hmm. that's still better than what happened in June of 2018. Oh,
2: without question. You know, they're, they're still very, very good. And, and, and it still makes your home very, very affordable. Yeah. But think about where we were a year ago, we were a full percent higher than we are today. Yeah. And, and, and so that, difference, that drop in rates that we've mm-hmm. benefited from and has, has really helped with affordability.
1: So right now, would your recommendation be that if you're a person who has gone and had a pre-approval done, maybe go have another conversation with the lender? I, I would just to check. Absolutely. Because remember we had that conversation, another one of our clients, um, we had talked to them like, cause remember black Friday, Mm-hmm it was December. I was going out to show them a property and they were saying, oh, and we qualified for this. And,
3: yeah, um, yeah. and,
1: and they were trying to avoid a jumbo loan. And I said, well, did you talk to your lender? And they were like, oh yeah. And I'm like, are you sure? Because that's not the right number. And so they went back and they're like, oh, wow, you were right. I'm like, God yeah, I guess We don't
2: God. want to look at that house. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And in fact, we have a mutual client right now mm-hmm. where we are pre-approved, but, you know, what what I tend to try to say with a pre approval is not so much you qualify for this home price mm-hmm. because a lot of factors can, can impact that for that home. What's the sale price? Sure. How much are the taxes? Is there PMI mm-hmm. on the loan? How much will insurance be? Are right. there homeowners' association dues? Right. So I, I tend to focus more on this is our maximum payment. And and if we have a client that's at the very upper limit, they're pushing mm-hmm. that as hard as they possibly can, yeah. you know, then I, I I'll go to a mode like let me know every property you're interested in. I want to look at and run the numbers mm-hmm. on every single one yeah. to make sure that we stay within that that maximum payment threshold. Which
1: I, I give you massive credit for. I mean, it's one of the reasons that we've worked together for so long mm. because most agents or, excuse me, not agents, brokers won't do that. Mm. And, you know, like, as you know, we ran into some issues with one of those, you know, online type companies <laughs> right? a couple of times now. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Starts with a Q yeah. and an R. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. It's, Please it's stop sputtered. using those. <laughs> yeah. Like, that engine did not yeah, take, take off, off. the yeah. way it was supposed to. Yeah. We, and in one case, it became the Challenger. Right. Yeah. Oh boy. Totally blew we, up. Yeah. yeah well, well, you know, you're talking good. to them right now about having to do a cash-out refi on yeah. that deal because right. that company couldn't make it happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, they, and they wouldn't do what you, you and I talk about on the show yeah. all the time, which is, a full underwrite. Mm-hmm. Right. right you right. know and so it was it's super frustrating when you know that those things exist and then you end up having to work with a lender that you know you're having this conversation You're like okay so hey it'd be great if we could have this because yeah. I want to be yeah. in the best position for this. oh you don't do that oh yeah. Yeah. well that's a kind of well, a bummer
2: it's,
3: ex- it's <laughs> like, you know when we're that just- puts
1: us in a you know not as strong a position as we would like to be in yeah. multiple offers well I mean because like I just said this one customer that you know where I got the Jerko on the other side yeah there were 15 offers yeah. i had you know yeah. same thing i've got this other client who you know the lender their family's been working with for you know decades they don't do full underwrite and it's not because they can't it's because they won't
2: right it's so important right now and especially uh, with COVID, because there's added underwriting rules that have been implemented as a as a consequence Especially if you're self-employed, oh boy, mm-hmm. boy, 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 boy! Please, please, if you're yeah. self-employed, you need to have your 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 information analyzed, mm-hmm. and um, you know because
1: <laughs> and your head sometimes <laughs> well, <there laughs> if you're is self-employed. That. There is hey, that. speaking yeah. of which, it is you know kind of mid late February now. Yeah. yeah, we're coming up on tax time, so if yes, you are, are self-employed, you should probably be if you're thinking about buying a home this year, you probably want to like snap it up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't get you those... don't want to do those extensions and stuff. No. Get your
2: taxes filed. You know, we're past the deadline now. February 12th was the, the earliest date that you could file a tax mm-hmm. return this year. So we're well past that right now. Um, and, and there's a few things, you know, that everybody needs to pay attention to as well on that. You know, one is the recovery credit that mm-hmm. you may have received. Oh, yeah. There were two of them. The first one, you would have received a notice from the IRS. Mm-hmm. The second one, you probably didn't because the IRS is still getting around to sending those out. So make sure you you know you know how much uh, of a recovery credit uh, you received because you're going to file that on your line thirty of your 1040 tax
1: return. Oh, how fun! So, you know that I do know that. You're yeah. such a I may nerd. Maybe cheating just a little bit, but um, <laughs> well, the fact anyway. that you just know it and you're reading it still <laughs> well just proves your nerdy dumb all th- all over th- again. Th- thank you very much. There's <laughs> a couple a couple other things too. You know, we have
2: uh, you know a lot of non-itemizers out there. So if you are a non-itemizer, meaning mm-hmm. that you don't have um, itemization expenses equal to or greater than twelve thousand dollars, if you're filing single, or twenty-four, if you're filing jointly, you can write up to three hundred dollars of charitable cash contributions off without itemizing. So that's kind of a good one. So if you've done yeah. some donations, you don't have to itemize mm-hmm. it. 300 bucks is, is the most that you can write off yep. for that, which is kind and of a And we thing.
1: also discussed that on the show with Siri Shipman. We did. From Inside Out Tax and Accounting. That's right.
2: One other thing I want to bring up, and, and Siri brought this up as well, uh, is if you pulled money out of your 401k or your IRA in 2020, um, you don't have to pay the 10% penalty if you're under the age of 59 and a half due which to COVID.
1: Is Wonderful. That's right.
2: and on top of that, you know, the money that you pull out of a four hundred one k is taxable income, mm-hmm. but due to COVID, um, you can spread that out over three years. So you just got to fill out your eight ninety one five e on that. Yeah, say that out
1: again in case yeah. anybody's taking notes. Eighty
2: nine fifteen e.
1: Okay, <laughs>
2: <laughs> got to fill that out. That's the extent of my uh, tax advice, and the value yes. of this advice is equivalent to the amount you're paying for it. Yes,
1: but. There is a show where we discuss part of those things, Siri Shipman. right. You can right. go back and find it on yeah. our podcast. Absolutely. And you can also reach out to them at uh, InsideOutTaxHelp.com. There you go.
2: Yeah, which they were, that was a great show, and I hope and we have them on back. again. Yeah, she, for sure. Yeah,
1: she's going to come back on some uh, multiple shows. You know who else is going to come back on?
2: Mm. Sean Martin from the Rental Housing Association.
1: That was not the name I was going to say, oh, okay. but you are correct. <laughs>
2: I know I set that up.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you know, we'd been trying to reach out to him, but we couldn't get a hold of him because of COVID. Right. Well, because the phone numbers at the RHA, you yeah. can't get the people right. Yeah. So, but yeah, so he's going to come on and talking about. Uh, what were you going to have him cover this time?
2: There's two bills in the Washington oh, right. State Legislature yes. that are just stupefyingly dumb, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about those.
1: Yeah. Okay. And then the other person we're going to bring back on, Gail wellfringer yes is gonna come on yep um and from first mark insurance and you know this whole thing i was you know starting the show off with the whole thing about you know snow and the weather and yeah. all that kind of stuff yeah. i can't wait because one of the things we talked about when we had her on the show was like these catastrophic losses mm-hmm. and things that happen to homes right. right and so those are going to be some of the topics that we'll be discussing yeah um are some of these things like She's probably going to have some stories.
2: That's going to be a good show. You know, you think, oh, insurance so boring. No, 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 no. But it's so no, relevant. We have, we have story and, problems. And yeah, when it happens to
1: you, it's very emotional. All of a
2: sudden, yeah, that becomes very important. You know, did I save 15% in 15 minutes? Or mm-hmm. do I have a, acceptable, adequate coverage? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you so make I'm, sure you...
1: I'm loving that we have uh, a number of people that, are becoming regular contributors mm-hmm. to the show with yeah, the expertise sure. that they've got. It's Absolutely. wonderful. Absolutely. So we are going to give some airtime to some other people that we hope are some experts in their field. And then we're going to be right back here on Open House with Team Reba. Thanks for listening on this Saturday and Sunday.
0: Open House with Team Reba on AM fifteen eighty, The answer. Back to Open House with Team Reba.
1: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, REMAX Metro Eastside.
2: And I'm Eric Osnes from HomeBridge Financial Home Mortgage.
1: Yes, and uh, we're getting back on track.
2: Yeah. Yes. Thank you for listening in today. We We definitely appreciate it. We're covering a bunch of stuff here. And and just before Mm -hmm. the break, we're talking about bringing on Gail Welfringer with First Mark Mm -hmm. Insurance talking about insurance claims and some catastrophic issues and mm-hmm. speaking of those yeah how are we faring out there you know we've gone through all the 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 winter storms and everything Well, she's
1: probably gonna have more than just houses she'll also probably have stuff about car accidents because that was I'm the sure thing you and right. i were talking about earlier yeah is the number so they had on my northwest that in that snow weekend mm-hmm. they were up 300 percent accidents on yes. accidents in yeah. king and snohomish counties yeah yeah. And they still have sections of I ninety, or they did earlier this week, had sections of I ninety that were still closed off because of avalanche danger. Right? right? No, I mean, it was, it was uh, just a mess it, it up insane. on the passes. And yeah, uh, and just any of the roads. Right. I you know every year I had a date yeah. over Valentine's weekend, and this person was in the car for like three and a half hours to get to oh, me. <laughs> wow! Like, I know. God love them.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah,
1: oh. I mean, it was uh, like wow that. With some dedication, I will tell you what.
2: Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. But you're right. Yes. This, you know,
1: and he saw an accident. He saw a semi hit a van in front of him. Oh. Please, listeners, please be safe because, you know, he said it was a mom with three kids, and one of the kids must have been fooling around and undone their uh, their oh, seatbelt, and so yeah. he was there stopping bleeding on their head till an ambulance oh. came. So please, please, please. You know, don't drive fast. And this wasn't their fault because this was a semi that jackknifed and and hit them. But the majority of those accidents that the state troopers were talking about were because people were going too fast. Just
2: imagine if you're driving in snow. Imagine you've got a piping hot cup of coffee in between your legs with no lid on it. And you don't want to spill that. Be gentle. The trick is to be smooth. That's right. Be gentle and and don't do anything drastic. Don't slam on your brakes. Don't Mm -hmm. steer swerve too hard you don't gotta be, ride you the gotta bumper
1: of the guy in front of you funny about that yeah, yeah because
2: you might have all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive doesn't matter on you ice cannot beat the laws of physics nope because nobody can stop any worth it worth the Oh yeah you know when it's when it's slippery out and um you know the other thing i notice and and i i try to drive defensively when i'm on the road i can't <laughs> no i do i do I I, I did.
1: You're Sorry, laughing. I'm laughing because of all your commentary for many know, years about penises. I'm like, uh, you're yeah. offen- you're offensive half well, the time. Funny
2: about that because I was going to just bring that up. The one that they want—I don't know what it is. It's a herd thing. Oh, no. They want to be right next to you.
1: You know that humans are animals and they do actually have a herd instinct. Yeah, right. Well, you do know that.
2: I know, but you need to to. Push past that hurt instinct and don't drive right next to somebody. Because what happens if they have to swerve? Where
1: are they going to go? They're going to go right into you. Yes, but you also know that if you're driving a certain speed and someone goes by you, people are like, oh, 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 oh. And that actually, that is our... Our native brain, right? I know. Our monkey brain, I, I know. kicking in gear, drives me insane. How like,
2: dare them go past I, me? Yeah.
1: Well, and it's also part of that, like, oh, I got to hurry up. There might be something behind me. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, that's no, a, that's built into I, our I human know. brain. I just kind
2: of joke about it when I'm looking at the road. You can tell the the folks that are kind of good drivers. They're they're aware of their surroundings. And then you got these other ones that are just kind of zoned out or, or they have no plan you know they they're zip in this lane that lane they have no idea what's in front of them there's just no plan there yeah so anyway i'll 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 um get off of my soapbox here but talk about plans <laughs> i spent uh a day scraping snow yes away from the foundation yes on, of your dad's on house my dad's house yes. Um, because I know that that house had a propensity to you know we didn't want water getting yeah. anywhere near the foundation you right. know and and, well, with, and it's an older house. home and it mm-hmm.
1: probably doesn't have a french drain It doesn't right Right. So any any home You can look that up on Google french right. drain <laughs> So so <laughs> required on There's homes a built few things today. you
2: know and I, I don't know if we're going to get more snow or or whatever but even if it's heavy rain You know, you want to make sure that that water is is pushed away from 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 the edge of the house. So that's why people put in splash blocks or you can put Mm -hmm. perf pipe or whatever you want to put in something to to get that water away from that foundation. Um, So so just a a couple things to think about. That's Mm -hmm. number one. But number two, look up. Yep. How are your gutters? Is the water spilling over the edge of the gutter? Yes. You know, and and if it is, your gutters are clogged. Mm-hmm. And where's that water gonna go now? It fills all the way to the rim, mm-hmm. and it's gonna f- take the path of least resistance. Yes. Maybe it's spilling over the edge, or maybe it's spilling over the backside. Yes, you know, against your your um,
1: that happens your fascia board a lot,
2: and it gets in the house, and then it's gonna follow wicks a, up underneath a, a joist and. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon, you know, you might uh, have a problem on the west side of your home, but water's dripping on the south side of your home.
1: Yeah. I'm going to start taking a series of pictures. Actually, the house right behind me in, in my neighborhood, um, I've been watching with great interest because they have this huge tree, big deciduous tree. So, of course, the leaves come off every year mm-hmm. and they get it cleaned off a couple of times, but they never quite get that last cleaning done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the winter comes with all the rains and then occasionally some snow and yeah. And it's just chock full of leaves. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just waiting for them to have for the roofing crew to come out. Yeah, yeah, because it's just it's it's like that all the time, and you know it's always kind of interesting to watch because I I see the crows go over there yeah. and like picking out of stuff out of the leaves, and I don't know what they're eating up there, but like they <laughs> yeah. like there's just Could things frogs. that are going on. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's kind of interesting to watch. And the other thing I'm watching right now. Because this is the other thing you have to be careful of, folks, is it's not just the gutters, your fireplaces. Oh, for sure. Your fireplaces also are one of the least paid attention to parts of your home. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, and and keep in mind, even if you don't have a fireplace, you may have a chimney coming out of your house because your furnace or your water heater may have like one of those for venting. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is because people don't go up and look at them very often, regularly the masonry gets cracked. Yeah and or maybe it doesn't have a rain cap on it and so stuff's coming in and seeping in and that's where a lot of these leaks emanate from Mm -hmm. is they have bad flashings incorrect flashings cracks in Mm -hmm. the masonry like cracks at the the cap at the top because that wears out over time right you know there's so many different maintenance things right
2: and and just like you you know when when you're looking at a home if i'm looking at a home i'm i'm you know, most people are looking at the picture. Mm-hmm. How how I'm looking how at the looks. structure. I'm looking at the ceiling. Yeah. I'm looking <laughs> yeah, I'm doing exactly. circles up right. and
1: down, like what's the floor, what's the ceiling, yeah. what's the roof, what's the foundation, what's the Yeah, that's, that's right. we tell our people you look Across, you know, like you look horizontally and I'll look vertically. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, you know those uh, little dimples in the paint or mm-hmm. brown spots, anything like that is yep. a sign that there's some, some leaking going on. Yeah. yeah, the other thing that I kind of notice, even driving around my neighborhood, um, when there's snow on the roofs, it's a great time to figure out if your home is well insulated Yes, or not. that was the other
1: thing I was going to point yeah. out. I've done pictures that I've posted on Facebook where I'm like, I'm always fascinated when there's frost or snow. I'm like, ah, and you can also tell which part of the house something is right. from up above. It's like, okay, that's the garage because that's <laughs> the uninsulated part. You can see that whole big section over there. Yeah. And then this one over here, you can tell who has blown in versus like the roll mm. because the roll, you have the stripes, right? <laughs> so you can tell who's got that. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting totally what you can learn on a house and this one client you know i mentioned earlier this one client she's like how do you know us i'm like cuz of hours and it's hours just dying and hours spent you know, doing this but if
2: your roof didn't have snow on it for very long you might want to think yeah, about insulating your made, attic yes you know and, and yes. because you got a lot of heat that's coming up out of out out that
1: roof well and sometimes also like if you're like me and you have an older home that they didn't have lots of good insulation in the walls mm-hmm. there's there's that too because right. a lot of houses are quickly losing that by either having single pane windows no insulation in the walls because i have a yeah. vaulted ceiling so i don't necessarily have a ton of mm-hmm. space sure. for for other insulation mm-hmm. but um yeah there's there's a lot of different places where you can get efficiencies and you know
2: kind That's of right. work
1: against these you know outside elements. So we've given
2: you a whole checklist of things to do this weekend. You yes. know number 1 is is make sure you got the crawlies out of your crawl space. I recommend
1: and- if you've had your house 10 years or more and it's been a while since you've had an inspection. Mm-hmm. Hire an inspector. It's a great maintenance check.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, So get that water away from your foundations. Get those critters out of your crawl space. And don't
1: forget, we have a class coming up on February 25th. That's right. First time homebuyer. If you aren't there yet, we can help you get there.
2: All right. Have a great weekend, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at ReMax max Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of ReMax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of HomeBridge Financial Services.